0: You know, people assume that as a mindset coach or because I'm breaking these glass ceilings or, you know, if I say that I'm terrified of public speaking, but they still see me out speaking publicly, they're like, but I thought you were, yeah, that fear never goes away. It is being able to push through the fear because everything that I've ever wanted is on the other side of what I feared. So most people will approach the fear and your brain is programmed for safety. So you will like literally turn back and go back to what you know, back into your comfort zone. That's what the majority of the population will do. But everyone who understands that, re- that the rewards are on the other side and everything that they want is on the other side, they will break through that terror barrier to get to the other side so they can have those rewards. So imposter syndrome, fear, it's, it's all the same thing. It's about every time it approaches, we know that it's there. We're aware that it's there. So we have to work through it in order to get to the other side.
1: Welcome to this episode of the Juicy CEO Podcast. And today is extra special because I get to highlight one of the badass resident coaches inside of my Juicy CEO Media Accelerator, Makini Smith. Welcome, Makini. Thank choo-choo. you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. You guys are in for a treat on so many different levels. Okay, because Makini is not only amazing at what she does, But she has helped me, guided me on in ways she doesn't even realize. It's so interesting because I was going through my old notepad on my phone and I had a journal entry of when I went and had coffee with you over, like, I'm going to say more than a year ago. And I said, you know, inside of it, I said, it's so amazing that someone like McKinney, who's so busy, has so much going on and barely knows me took the time out of her schedule to just give me advice today. And I was like, oh my gosh, thank God I document these things. Right. Cause I don't even know where we started. You know, yeah. and I was, I was so excited to find that. And I was like, "Makini is definitely juicy CEO status because she walks the walk, talks the talk. And what you see is what you get. And I am yeah. all about that life. <laughs> okay. So before we get into the conversation, let me tell you a little bit about this queen. Okay. McKinney is the founder of A Walk in My Stilettos and and an award-winning entrepreneur. She has successfully crafted a business in personal development as a mindset coach, helping women reach their goals, and is a certified Procter-Gallagher consultant for her mentor, Bob Proctor, and is a four-time published author. McKinney is also the host of a five-star rated podcast, A Walk in My Stilettos. If you don't know about it, get to be known about it, for women looking for the tools and motivation to conquer their fears. She has also been seen on Huffington Post, Exo Nicole, BET, NBC, CBC, Vice News, and more. Makini does more than talk the talk. She walks the walk by being an example of leadership serving in the community including her recent run for member of provincial parliament in 2018 canadian election hello boom boom, boom. you guys wonder why monique is so on fire it's because she's got all of these queens in her circle <laughs> oh i'm like it's a podcast they can't actually see me dancing anyways <laughs> so welcome makini thank you for being here
0: Thank you so so much for having me, Monique. It's an honor and a pleasure. And congrats on the launch of the podcast. I am so excited for you.
1: So overdue, right? Uh, guys, you guys don't know, Makini has inspired me so so much over the years to launch this damn podcast. And I keep reaching out to her and being like, "Can we go to coffee and talk about the podcast? Can we go to coffee and talk?" She's like, "Can you just launch the podcast? Like, come on, right?" And she more than anybody understands the work that it takes to launch a podcast because she has her podcast and she's had her podcast for how long? How long have you guys been on the your waves?
0: Uh, two and a half years. Two guys. Two and a half? Yeah, two and a half. You've been putting <laughs> in that work. I'm on episode 100 and I uh, have uh, I don't
1: know I lost count. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to be getting there. I'm just trying the consistency that it takes, the resilience, the mindset that it takes to show up constantly, even when you don't feel like, and you've had different health challenges in your life, life challenges in your life, and you still show up, right? But today I really want to talk about stepping in because you've been, oh my goodness, you've been featured in so many different, under so many different lights. You've stepped into the spotlight. You are award-winning. You are doing podcast interviews. You're being interviewed and, that takes a certain mindset to keep showing up. And mm-hmm. I feel like all of the audience needs to hear about what does it take to have that type of resiliency? What kind of mindset do you need to have? What kind, give us some technique, give us some tools. <laughs> okay. To keep the strength so we can keep them
0: moving. So I think first of all, when it comes to persistence, it's about looking at the bigger picture. Um, I think oftentimes if we don't know what our why is, why the heck are we doing this? And it needs to be way greater than money. Um, something that strikes an emotional chord within you, you know, something that's deep in your subconscious, that's what keeps that persistence. Because when things get hard, if if our why is not big enough, we will obviously quit and be like, forget this. This is too much work. I'm not interested um, you know, they say the average podcaster doesn't do more than seven episodes before they quit. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember what the percentage was, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so when you look at the big picture of what your why is, and for me, that's been about legacy from the beginning. From, from my left, real estate, and I got into personal development and doing everything that I do now that was triggered when my sister passed away in 2012 and looking at the legacy that I wanted to leave behind and how I wanted to be remembered. And it was more than just my own children. Yes, it's great that I wanted to be able to leave a legacy for my kids, but what footprint did I want to leave on the world on a global scale? So long after I'm gone, how will I be remembered? You know, What impact did I make in the world? How did that domino effect of how I touched one person go on to continue? So knowing what our why is, is, has been one of the greatest tools to my persistence and my resilience. And I think oftentimes when we get into situations that are hard, we tend to have that perspective of, oh, poor me, why is this happening to me? And I had to switch my perspective and look at, well, why is this happening to me? What is the lesson that I need to learn from this? What good can come from this? Right. It's like, nothing is bad unless we've determined it's bad. So, you know, it's, it's, and nothing is good unless we determine it's good. Right. No matter what happens to us, there is good and bad. There's balance in the world. So it's our perspective on how we look at a thing. Um, especially because I've learned a lot about law of attraction through Bob Proctor. Okay. Well, how did I attract this? What, what in this energy, <laughs> even if it's something that I do not like, <laughs> what, it, what am I doing? What am I thinking? What am I feeling to cause this energy? I'm not in harmony with the vibration that I'm supposed to be in. I'm not in alignment. What am I doing? What do I need to do differently? How do I need to resonate higher? So those are some of the things that have helped me to stay persistent and to be resilient I think oftentimes we look at people who are strong or who, you know, are doing big things or coming out of the comfort zone as, Oh, I can't do that because we find all the excuses in the world of why we can't do a thing instead of looking at why we should be doing a thing or why we can be doing a thing. Like most people are shocked when I tell them that I'm severely introverted. I have like, I can even explain my, my level of shyness, (laughs) but I, push myself out of my comfort zone. And as much as I will own that title of an introvert, because I love to be alone and I need my alone time to recharge. I have an impact that I want to make in the world, right? I want to leave a legacy. That's how, you know, I want to be remembered for doing things, for helping people, for serving. I can't do that if I'm locked in the corner of my room, not interacting with anyone on the planet. So it's doing things out of my comfort zone. And every time I do something small outside of my comfort zone, it get. I'm not saying the fear goes away, but it gets a little bit easier. And as I expose myself to the things that make me uncomfortable, it's like, oh, I didn't die. I survived this. Okay. I can take one more step.
1: (laughs) Um. Okay. So I'm just like vigorously writing notes down over here. (laughs) Like wondering if there's any background noise. So I love that. Okay. So that why First of all, you're totally speaking my language and I know this is why we vibe. Like the why and the pushing yourself, it that is the thing that gets you off the floor when things get like their absolute worst. So for anybody who's listening, if you don't know why you're doing why you're do what you're doing, then stop what you're doing and tap into your why. Like, because without the why. You're just going to be running and wondering why this isn't working. And you're totally going to burn out and you're totally going to give up. And I love that you said like, most people don't make it past seven episodes because we are already past seven. So already I know I'm about to, about to do it. i um, sorry. That was about me, uh, <laughs> but wanting to create that legacy outside of even just for your family, but for you, what, what footprint you want to leave is so important. And if we just tap into that, and the emotional place, like I love that you were talking about, like really, like what it sounds to me is like while you're doing whatever you're doing, check into how you're feeling.
0: Absolutely, because your Overpower feelings don't lie. Everything else, it, it overpowers everything. It
1: tells else. you everything. It tells you if you're going in the right direction. It tells you if you're making the right decisions. It tells you if you should be hanging around this human being. Your feelings don't lie, and even when you can't explain them, you should be always listening to them.
0: Absolutely,
1: and I, I'm like. Totally been guilty of ignoring them and being like, no, 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 that doesn't mean nothing. Don't worry about that, Monique. This person, da da da, and that always has come back to bite me in my ass. Okay, Monique, listen to your <laughs> inner self. <laughs> always talking to you. Yes, and I, you as an introvert, and this is something you talk about often, which is great because there are a lot of people I work with who are usually mostly are introverts. They don't want to. It's like. They want to be out here, but they also don't want to be out here. But they know being out here is important. But they're like, how can I be out here the least amount and still get all of the things that I want? And I loved how you were like, okay, continue to expose yourself, watch yourself not die, and then do it again so you continuously be better and see and push the limits of what you think is possible for yourself. So while we're out here and we're doing the thing, Imposter syndrome is going to show up. Like, no matter how many times we put ourselves out here, people always ask me, like, when does imposter syndrome go away? And I like to say, it never actually goes away. You just learned how to control it better. So, what would you say to anybody out here being having the conversation around why me? I'm a fraud. This is like a constant, constant, constant conversation that people come to me with. I have in my own head sometimes. I'm always. I'm like a little aggressive. So I'm like talking to myself, being like, shut up, sit down. I'm busy. That's what I do. I keep her in check. What do that's you, what you, do you tell do. your <laughs> clients? What do you tell them to do? So it, that's just
0: it. It's the stories that we're telling ourselves, right? The story that you were telling yourself about you, that, that your inner belief, your inner self image how you really view yourself on the inside is what's causing the imposter syndrome. And I experience that all the time. I work through that. I let my clients boldly know, like, you're not alone. I'm working through this too. So when we internally feel for whatever reason that we're lacking or that we're not good enough or that we're not capable or all of the fears and doubts and worries and things that we like to tack on, that inner story. And sometimes it comes from childhood traumas of how we were treated and the behaviors that you know we were taught to look at as normal, or how our emotional needs were not met, we grow up with this inner conversation in our head of what we can and cannot do. And those self-limiting beliefs in your head when you're trying to do a thing, even when you're breaking those glass ceilings of things you never thought possible, the imposter syndrome shows up. But the more that you continue to break that glass ceiling and to do the things, your confidence will build through your competence. So. But when you are, <laughs> you actually have to take action. You could read all the damn books you want. You could follow all the people you want. But if you're not, you're not taking actual action, then your results are not going to change. And your results come from the habits that you've created for yourself. So when you come out of the habit <laughs> of not doing anything... And you start to do things and you start to do things regularly and you realize, okay, I can do this. Oh, wait, look, I've been doing this. Oh, wait, I'm doing this well. And then you start to get compliments from other people. You start to get feedback from clients, uh, you know, testimonials. All those things will help to build your confidence because you're proving to yourself that you can do the thing. And that's what quiets the imposter syndrome. But every time you start a new task or a new thing, it may show back up, right? So it's working on the inner conversations that you're having with yourself of what you are are capable of.
1: I love, okay, guys, I don't want to hear no more people ask me about that imposter syndrome. You literally just got a step-by-step play of how to shut it up, shut it up and shut it down and be okay with the fact it's going to show up again every time you do something new. Right And oh my gosh, I love this because you are just speaking my language. When I talk action, action is the only thing I say that will quiet the fear. Because fear and action, they can't live in the same place. One has to take the wheel. So which one's going to take the wheel today? Okay. This episode is brought to you by the Juicy Brand On Demand Membership. Hashtag JBOD. After coaching hundreds of people on building their brand, I can tell you with certainty The more you put yourself out there, the more money you gon' make. However, it's not going to be without its challenges. And without a roadmap, a high-vibe community to tap into, and a skilled coach who has your back, you are going to be in for a tough ride. However, if you want the key to building juicy content, juicy offers and even juicier marketing strategies not to mention a coach, that will help push you past those mindset roadblocks, then I want you to visit www.juicybrandondemand.com to sign up today. And here, I'm going to make it easy. Try it out for three months, and if it's not your vibe, cancel at any time. But you won't. Why? Because the best part about the membership is not only do you get weekly live coaching, you also get access to over 50 hours of online training that you can watch and re-watch at your leisure. So it's your choice. You could keep trying to put the pieces together on your own, buying dozens of programs from different experts that don't work together. Or you could join the JBOD membership where service-based business owners learn to build, scale, and nurture their brand with everything they need to win in one place. Just go to www.juicybrandondemand.com to sign up today. Sounds juicy, right? Now let's get back to the episode.
0: Go ahead. I was going to say it's interesting that you say that because the same way you said the imposter syndrome never goes away. Neither does the fear. You know, people assume that as a mindset coach or because I'm breaking these glass ceilings or, you know, if I say that I'm terrified of public speaking, but they still see me out speaking publicly, they're like, but I thought you were, yeah, that fear never goes away. It is being able to push through the fear because everything that I've ever wanted is on the other side of what I feared. So most people will approach the fear and your brain is programmed for safety. So you will like literally turn back and go back to what you know, back into your comfort zone. That's what the majority of the population will do. But everyone who understands that re- that the rewards are on the other side and everything that they want is on the other side, they will break through that terror barrier to get to the other side so they can have those rewards. So imposter syndrome, fear, its it's all the same thing. It's about every time it approaches, we know that it's there. We're
1: aware that it's there. So we have to work through it in order to get to the other side. So it's really like that thing, you've got to want the thing on the other side more than you're willing to honor that fear. Like you've got to want that, like you, I say you want, you got to want it like you want air. Like I have to have that thing. I want to be the thing. I want to have all the things I've ever wanted. And that's like my mantra, right? Like that's like my, my whole why comes from, you know, when I am diagnosed with cancer, thinking I had my life figured out, get kick in the face, being like, oh, you think you're so smart? You think you're so smart? You're not so smart. Now, what are you going to do with yourself? You don't have, you may not have as much time as you think you have, and you may not have another healthy day ahead of you. What are you going, if you do recoup from this, are you going to do things differently? Are you going to make it more than just about yourself? And I really want it to be an inspiration to show people if I could do it, you can do it. But more importantly, Go after everything you want before it's too late and don't make any apologies for no matter whatever the thing is that you want. I don't care how big, how small, how materialistic. I don't care. You've got one life. Go get all the things. Now you want the car. You want the bag. You want your luboos You want to change the world all in the same breath. Then you go in. You yeah. go. Right. Yeah. So let's talk. Okay. This is perfect because we need to talk about having some coaches. Okay. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about having some coaches because Mm -hmm. people will go and listen to this episode and be like, "Mm, I got it. I don't need no one. I got it. No. Mm. Every time you go and do something new, this is something new. Some new type of fear may show up. You may start spinning in your own head about things. And this is where coaches come into play. And so I would love for you to talk about why mindset coaching, why should people why should everyone in their mother have a mindset coach? <laughs> period why do they need them why do they need okay.
0: them? <laughs> first of all I think everybody needs a coach in all areas of their lives Period. right like I have multiple mentors for different areas of my life the greatest coaches have coaches
1: yep guys you know I have done said that once I twice, three times <laughs> yeah. but now you heard it from somebody else sorry go <laughs> Yes, so I think where
0: where where mindset coaching comes in, not only does it hold you accountable because we may know how to do a thing, there's a huge gap between what we know and what we actually do. Right? Again, the self doubt, all those things come Ooh, in between. Bikini no, again for the people in the back. <laughs> there is a huge gap between what we know and what we actually do. Right? <laughs> so that that space in between, we need someone to hold our hand to be the bridge, to walk us through it. We may know, we can read, like I said before, you can read every book that there is. You can go to every motivational conference. You can do all of the things, but sometimes you need help if you've got those inner self doubts or all of those things, even if you don't have them, you still need someone to walk you through and be the bridge. You know, it could be something that you're starting new and you need someone to help get you to the other side of where you want to go because they have been there. And that is a prime thing, first of all. Anytime you're choosing a coach, choose someone who is doing what it is that you want to do. Someone that you wouldn't mind switching places with. So don't go taking financial advice from your broke cousin. Don't go taking marriage advice from your single girlfriend. Like, look to the people who are doing the thing that you want to do. When it comes to mindset, especially, and I'm going to say especially because I see it, especially in the Black community, and even more so if you come from a caribbean culture or even you know african anywhere we are programmed to believe what our parents told us the environment that we grew up in and a lot of what our parents told us
1: unfortunately was not the truth so no, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love you mommy if you're listening but they only know what they know
0: what they were exactly.
1: right what they were
0: taught Right. And we've got science and all kinds of studies and all kinds of things and the internet that now prove them wrong. There are now been facts to prove them incorrect. Like the earth is not flat. There are so many things that we once believed to be true because of what we were told. And as you grow up, there's a lot that you need to unlearn and relearn. So when it comes to mindset coaching, I find even as a black female coach, I go in coaching environments and I am the 1%, whether it be the only black person in the room or the only black female in the room, or I can count on one hand, all of the black individuals in the room. So when it comes to mindset, I find the importance of it, you know, especially when you speak of the self-help industry, it's because for them, there's not the instant tangible result it's like, oh, well, that's not worth it. Or I don't see the value in that. Or what can that person do for me that I can't figure out myself or things like that. But we've been programmed that way, right? So when it comes to mindset, especially as black people, we have been programmed to look at a thing a certain way. And I have found not only in surrounding myself with multiple different cultures and being coached by multiple different uh, people from different cultures, they have been able to show me things that are practiced in their culture for their success and their perspectives, and having an open mind has allowed me to apply that to my principles and my coaching. So, for example, you know, if, if we look at how uh, the Asian community, you know, they were raised to focus on studies and to be quiet and just be smart and get grades, and then they come to North America and they're in school and they're used to the extroverts. You know, everyone trying to be extroverted. And those are the people getting the jobs because they're vocal and all of those things. But then in their culture, they were programmed to believe that your studies are most important and they will go to school seven days a week and all through summer. And you know what I mean? So culturally we've been programmed to believe different things. And I find with mindset coaching, my mind has been blown about the possibilities of what we can do as human beings about how we can look at the brain and how the brain actually functions. Like myself, someone as an introvert, how I'm able to thrive and still be a leader without having to follow the characteristics of an extroverted leader or someone who acts like you a bossy or what have you. So mindset coaching opens up your mind to so many different things. And there's more than one way to do a thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's like there's a book called You Squared and there's a story in there about the fly that is at the window and dies of exhaustion from trying to go out the window. He just wants to go outside. But if he had tried a different way or looked at things differently, his perspective on the other side of the room, the door was actually wide open.
1: That is like the literally all of you people listening. <laughs> <laughs> including myself, like, when we have our, our mind set on one thing, and we see it done that way, and we don't have an outside perspective to guide us in an, have you seen it this way, we will literally kill ourselves on that window looking out being like, I just don't understand why I can't go through this window, we won't even see the door open. Right. Somebody might even be waving from the door. Like, look, you don't feel that
0: draft, from you. and I'd be like, "No, I'm gonna feel no draft.
1: I'm looking at this. <laughs> and this is how I want to get it done." And it, I, so I love, I love that you. I'm gonna go look up that book actually. Um, it's like
0: a 24 page book, but it's like 25 dollars. Um, Bob Proctor references that book all the time because it's got such simple stories in there, but it's so practical. And it's, it's you know talking about how we don't actually really have to take one step at a time to move forward in life. We can multiply our steps and take quantum leaps, mm. you know, by by doing things differently and looking outside of our own perspective.
1: That's why y'all need coach. If Oprah's got like, they say like Oprah has like five to 10 coaches. If Oprah can have five to 10 coaches as big and as amazing as Oprah is with the stuff that she is doing uh, globally, then y'all can need to be having one, two, three, or four of them. If you're trying to get to where, it's all about where you're trying to get to right? We cannot get there by ourselves with our own perspectives, our own, our own. We only have our story. Like you said, like it's our story that we know we do need outside influences and you've got to have that open mind to look at something from a completely different perspective to go and get the thing that you say you want. And I love that you said, get it from someone who you would trade places with. Like you've seen them get the do the do and go the go. So you're like, okay, You're not just picking people all willy nilly out of a hat. So you have had great success in your businesses and the things that you've done. So we have the podcast, four time author. Um, You've been interviewed and you interview others. You've been featured. So talk to me a little bit about any of the challenges you faced as you as I'm going to say as your stardom grew, (laughs) as you went into, you know, because you sell. Um, globally, you know, your mm-hmm. books, you've toured yeah. with your books. So that's something we, I'm gonna say we all aspire to. I don't know who's listening, but Monique done need her book tour. <laughs> She's finished the book, and McKinney is always on me like, Monique, what is going on? It's been two years. Yes. We're not talking about that right now. um I am on it, but talk to me about some of the challenges you faced as you, you know, where did you, ha- like, you had a billboard in Times Square. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> Go look her up, right? (laughs) Talking about trading, wanting to trade places with people. (laughs) Um, What were some of the challenges you faced as, or maybe even just some of the conversations you may have had internally with being so visible, open yourself to scrutiny? Oh, girl. Okay. So where do we start?
0: Where do we start? When you are searching for something greater in life, when you believe that there is more, not only for you, but in what you can do and you start to actively go towards that, people who do not resonate with that will either fall off or judge or what have you. They will have their two cents. I think in the beginning, when I started to seek for greater and I started um, mentoring and coaching with Bob Proctor, there was a lot of people that were around that I no longer see because their perception of me now is you think you're too good. You're, you're too, too busy. You're too, they will find every label under the sun to diminish the fact that I've chosen to turn on my lights.
1: Mm, Shine, baby, shine.
0: (laughs) Sips tea. Yeah. Um, And I think also in that, as I started to grow, there was not the support that I thought would have come with that. So whether that be from family or friends, the community, Canada, Toronto, I didn't see that support. And at first I was like, oh, okay, well, y'all don't like me. There's something wrong with me. So I saw support at the level that I would like to be a part of in the US. So that's when I started to make my US connections and collaborations. And I started speaking in the US. And as I started to grow and I started to get recognition outside of Toronto, that's where people were like oh oh well maybe you are doing something you know maybe there's something to to what you're doing but in life in general when you were doing something that is i'm going to say out of the norm or what or is different from what people are used to seeing they may not believe in a thing until you prove to them that it's actually possible so when i started to to do that all of a sudden there was a flood of people that wanted to get close to me and i'm an introvert so already i'm like ah yeah they're like oh, no 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 you're hurting me you're hurting me <laughs> I'm like, no, no, there's too many people. There's, there's too many people. <laughs> so my natural reaction as an introvert was to pull back. I'm like, ah, no, thanks. I'm okay. No, I don't need any friends. I'm good. <laughs> and then I started limiting my own self because now I created this belief that there's no support for me in here in Toronto and I don't want to talk to anybody in Toronto. And I, so I started creating my own blockages And then I had to open myself up again. And I had to figure out as an introvert, how can I come out of my comfort zone to be able to serve, but not compromise how I'm built.
1: Mm.
0: So I started accepting invitations to networking events, but I couldn't stay long because it's way too much energy for me. So I would go, I would show up, I'd talk to a couple people, take two pictures. All right, deuces, I'm out. Uh, But I was able to... I guess, figure out a way to make it work. But then there was the challenge of, oh, she thinks she's too nice. She's too stuck up. She doesn't stay. So there's always, <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's no, always going to be somebody who has something, there's always, always going to be someone that has something to say, always. <laughs> and then it got to the point where, you know, even with dating, people will see you online and have a perception of who they've built up of you in their mind. And then they meet you in real life and they have you up on this pedestal. And no matter how many times you try to tell them, I'm human, I'm human, I'm human. And they're seeing you as superhuman. And the second you do something that is human towards them, they're like, oh my God. So
1: <laughs> so there's been so many challenges. <laughs> I could go on. Well, what um, I'll say, like in that, what I'm hearing is like, With any of us. And I'm, I'm, I've been guilty of seeing people online and having them on a pedestal, right? Because there's something you either aspire towards or you want to, it's, it's like this thing where if you're just around that person, maybe what they have will rub off on you. And what I've learned is to give people grace. Like we are just all humans doing the do, go and the go. The best way we know how your your the people you see online will disappoint you in one way or another as long as they're breathing and to just let that be what it is and not make it about you right and let the person go and live their best life and as you the person in the spotlight really like coming to like for me like learning that i just got to do what i got to do and i am going to do i'm not going to dim my light ever because that doesn't benefit anybody and if we're out here creating legacy like you said then it will hurt like I'm not gonna lie if somebody got something negative to say about me depending on who it's coming from it will sting it (laughs) will sting and I'll say I'll come home and I think like embracing it and pretending not pretending like it didn't hurt and just be like that stung that was a good scrape of the damn knee that scab's gonna take some time but being like if you were out here and nobody ain't got nothing to say, in my opinion, you ain't doing much. You're not challenging perspectives. You ain't doing much. So why not <laughs> why not be out here doing something to have people got something to say?
0: But like you okay, so like you said, even if someone says something about you from a mindset perspective, there is constructive criticism and then there's deconstructive criticism. So when someone says something to me that hurts my feelings, I ask myself, one. Is my ego hurt or are they saying something that is fact, right? I, 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 I guess the introvert in me always goes in first introspective. So is that my ego that they bruised or is there some truth to what they're saying? Facts over feelings. So then look at what they're saying in what they're saying. If there is any truth to that, how can I use that to better myself? right? If if someone says, you know what, Bikini, you, you come across as unreachable, because I've heard that multiple times. And I'm like, what does that even mean? I, I don't understand. But then you start to hear it multiple times. I'm like, okay, is that fact? Or is that like, is that your feelings? Is that your feeling because I'm not accessible to you personally? So is that your ego where that um, is coming from? And then I had to look at, okay, well, I used to have it in my bio on Instagram. Don't DM me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe there's some truth to that story. <laughs> don't so I took that me. out of my bio, <laughs> right? And now in my captions, it's like, feel free to slide into my DMs, <laughs> right? Um, then I looked at maybe for the past two years, my cell phone has been on do not disturb. I don't take incoming calls unless we've discussed that there's a call coming through. But I had to look at that for some people who are extroverted and super social, their phone can be ringing off the hook and they're good with that. But someone who is hypersensitive to energy and all of those things, I am very aware of who I am. And if my phone rings and we didn't discuss having this conversation beforehand from a text or an email, and I'm like, "Ugh, I don't know if I can handle that energy right now. I'm not picking up the phone, but that's
1: me understanding who I am. And it's not about them. It's, it's about, about you the other person. Exactly. Your energy and your space. And the worst thing exactly. you can do is pick up that phone when you're not feeling like having a conversation. And now you're just reinforcing what the person already thought. Right. You don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not worth your time when it has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I, mm-hmm. and, and that that's part of, I guess, what I'm getting at is sometimes someone may say something about you, but it's also looking at when you look at what's real and what's, what's feeling How is that? Like, so we have no control over how someone else feels or what they say or what they do. The only person we have control of is ourselves. And that enough in itself is hard, right? So if I can only control me, then I need to be very aware of my actions. I need to be very aware of my energy. I need to be very aware of what I'm consuming, what I'm putting out, the calls that I take. I need to be very aware of all of those things. And if someone else wants to be upset about the boundaries that I have set for myself, then they need to check their own ego because it's not about them. So there are plenty of people who are vexed right now. Be vexed, that's fine. If I have to choose be mad then. my sanity
1: and anybody else, I don't care who you are, you could have given birth to me. I'm sorry, but I'm choosing my sanity. And that's and that's self-preservation right there, right? right there. Which everyone needs to put at the forefront, especially if you're, if you've decided to come out here with your brand, with your business, which we all have, if you're listening, that is why you're here. You are literally like, I am clear. I need to be more visible. I'm clear. I need to focus on my personal brand. My personal brand transcends all of the things that I do slash it in like everything I do impacts my personal brand. So, and like, as McKinney was sharing, like it can, you can make changes and you can pivot and you can like maneuver, even if you feel you've made a misstep, right? So never being afraid to make that misstep and still being able to like get self-aware, ask yourself, is there any truth to what's being said? Is there ways I can um, be better, do better, depending on where you're trying to go and just make, put it into action and make it happen. Yes. I, I love that you were saying you're being aware of your actions and your energy and being super self-aware because like all those things right there are like, for me, that's brand. Right. So mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about like what your feelings are around the importance of your brand and your online presence with that brand.
0: Okay. So in terms of my brand, um, I used to say that it kind of just evolved into what it is, but that's a lot. Uh, complete
1: lie. That's a blatant. Lie. <laughs> you don't accidentally become a four-time author, five-star podcast person, and featured on all of these damn platforms, guys. I've been to her website. She takes brand photos. She curates things. She's wearing a branded shirt right now. Her background that I'm looking at are branded pillows, branded wall. Like <laughs> the, the thing she says and the thing she does is intentional. She just very so good at it. She don't know.
0: Yeah. Right. I, I am so intentional that. My conscious mind isn't aware of how intentional I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I have been from the very beginning, I think from my tr- transitioned out of real estate into personal development, I knew what my core values were as a person. And for someone who was building a personal brand, that just became the core values of the brand. So, you know, authenticity, transparency, um, faith, like all of those things, mm-hmm. resilience, all of those things have been my core values are who I am. So when it comes to the brand, I guess, subconsciously, I've been putting that out there. So outside of what people see visually, even when I'm not there, they will think of those things. It's, it's interesting when I, when I first started, even when I chose my brand colors, my favorite color has always been purple. It resonates with me. It speaks royalty. It speaks richness. It speaks premium. It speaks like passion, all those things to me. So that's always been one of my brand colors. But I remember someone saying to me in the beginning that my purple, which was a, a lighter purple at the time, how it, it came across as juvenile. Mm. So again, f- facts or feelings. When I wanted to take the constructive <laughs> criticism, I was like, you're rude. And
1: then I was like, mm. <laughs> rude. <Yeah. laughs>
0: and I took a step back and I was like, mm, you know, my core value of, and being authentic, I started to transition into using a deeper shade of purple. And all of a sudden, because of my obsession with purple and my core connection to it, people would send me random pictures of purple stuff. And I was like, thanks.
1: <laughs> I love that. I've got so people, people send me more pictures of purple outfits. No, no, pink outfits for Monique. Purple for McKee. I need some pink fuchsia jackets. Continue.
0: Like they would send me pictures of stilettos. They would send me pictures of things and they would say to me, oh, I saw this and I thought of you. And even mm. if it wasn't something that I would have liked, the fact that they saw something and they've never met me in life, in real life, Do you know what I mean? Like they saw something and it was like the image in their mind that they connected to me and who, what I stood for my brand or something. Right. Yes, so that I is stood brand out to the baby.
1: That is brand, strong right? brand, baby. <laughs> it,
0: was, it was on brand. So it just started, I'm going to say from there. And that whole, I'm going to say intentionality of, of sticking in people's minds intentionally. So, you know, my brand fonts, my brand colors, people knowing like I'm faith-based, I'm, you know, about resilience, all these things. It's that image that sticks in other people's minds based on who they believe I am or, I guess, yeah, I guess who they, they believe um,
1: well, that I am. And who it's who you've put out here, whether you've you've come to realize it, Right. Like we know as people who follow you, who you are as a brand from whatever you've put out, there's stuff we don't know about you personally, but there's stuff brand wise that we know where we can be like, oh, I'd love to hear this person on. She would this person would fit for the podcast or I would love to give your your gratitude journal to somebody as a gift because they they're in alignment with McKinney. If they knew McKinney, they would be able to get out of their own way. They need to take her coaching programs. Like this is brand guys. So every touch point has been thought of, and now it's so ingrained. You don't even know when you're doing it. Meanwhile, we all see it, right? (laughs) We all say, see it. And it was funny because I had uh, a client I ran into and she said to me that her, because she watches my, Dirty 30 live on Mondays with her kids, her kids are always like when Monday comes where they say, where's the pink lady? Where's the pink lady? Because most <laughs> pictures are always, she's wearing pink in those pictures. And I just love that. I got to wash my mouth now because I realize there's kids watching. Um, but I was like, yes, it's working. This is all part of yes. the yes. plan. Yes. So, um, so McKinney, before we go, please let everybody know where can they connect with you online?
0: They can find me most times playing around on Instagram. I mean, she's like, um, Come
1: to her lives. <laughs> Come to her live, people. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, the website awakinmystilettos.com or mckinneysmith.com. Instagram, you can find me at the real makini smith or awakinmystilettos. Um, LinkedIn facebook twitter if you just type in the search bar McKinney Smith,
1: or can ran it across the internet <laughs> um, so we're gonna put all of those links in um, in the show notes so you guys need to go go show this episode some love hit subscribe leave a comment tell us what your number one takeaway is that you're going to go and actually use to get your mindset right for 2021 um, because it doesn't happen by accident it takes work it takes action it takes coaches it takes support. So if you want all of that, you, first of all, you're in the right place. So keep be following the podcast, go and follow Mokini, um, and get your mind, right. Get your mind, right. Um, thank you so much for being here. Um, I am so appreciative of you as a business owner, as a coach, as an entrepreneur, as an inspiration as, and I'm going to just gush all over you right now. So you can just take it. Um, Guys, it is no accident I get to surround myself with people like Makini. She has a huge heart. She is out here to create change, to be the voice and the leader for those of us who sometimes cannot hear it. So go and surround yourself with people like this. You can't have her because she's mine and all (laughs) that, but you now have a blueprint where you can go find your (laughs) Makini. I just want you to know that Nothing you are doing is in vain. We are all watching. We have your back. We are all supporting you. And whatever you need, girl, I got you.
0: Thank you so much, Monique. I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, you. we know in the day. Um, but I really want you to know that because I feel like we don't acknowledge each other as Black women enough for the things that we're doing, no matter how small, no matter how big. Like, I have your book by my bedstand. Not, yes, I should be writing in it more, but it's not, it's more of an inspiration for me. It's like, it's right there, Mo. It's right there. She's okay. in your neighborhood. Yeah. This is not out of reach. <laughs> it's right there. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. everything you are doing, um, we appreciate. Thank you. I appreciate you. Love you, girl. <laughs> I love you too. And that's a wrap. Choo If you enjoy this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave it a five-star rating and left a review over on iTunes so I could keep bringing the juice to more people who need it. And if you want to win some juicy swag, I want you to take a screenshot of this episode from wherever you're listening then post it to your stories and tag me over on Instagram at Monique Brian underscore co that's Brian with a Y and you will automatically be entered to win until next time. My lovelies keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status.